Yeah. Liquid death. Do you like that water? <laughs> uh oh. Eric's like, don't ask him about the water. <laughs> this is our. This is, they sponsor our show. Not they yet. They don't. We've been we've been doing this running gag since day one. Yep. Where I we drink that. this on the show and talk about it because we want them to sponsor the show. Yeah. Yeah. Are you recording right now? Because this is some good stuff. I know. <laughs> yeah. We um we make it a point to just rec start recording right away because apparently I always say, say something stupid and Eric loves putting it before the intro music. SuperOps is actively engaged in helping all MSPs improve their business. If you did not attend one of their super summits in 2023, all is not lost. They've taken some of the great content shared at those events and turned them into eBooks. The first one is called Skyrocketing MSP Revenue from 1 million to 10 million do's and don'ts with Dave Patel from Build Right. It contains 12 pages of helpful tips and guidance for MSPs to grow their revenue. Check it out. There's a link in the description or go to atmsp.link forward slash superops ebook one. A big thanks to SuperOps for sharing this kind of content with the community. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the All Things MSP Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Eskar. With me always is my good friend, podcast producer extraordinaire, pirate, and New Year's baby, Mr. Eric Anthony. Eric, what's up, dude? Where'd the New Year's baby one come in? I don't know. <laughs> if you're listening to this out of order, uh, you figured out when we've recorded it. Vacation must have been really good for you. Uh, I, I did what all good Jewish boys do, and I migrated south for the winter uh, and went to go see my family who snowbirds down in the Boca Raton area. And the amount of people I bumped into, and I was like, oh, where are you from? And they were all like, Long Island. I was like, that tracks. I, I, that's why I came home. <laughs> yeah. I Hey, I grew up down there, so I get it. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have a guest today. I love having a guest on. We have Miss Steph Hilfer from Vim out in the Pacific Northwest. And I say that on purpose, knowing about a, pot, uh, a post she posted on Facebook the other day about how whether or not she tells people where she's from or does she say PNW. So I follow along. Steph, thanks for being here uh, on the All Things MSP podcast. Real quick, give everybody a two minute, like who you are, what is Vim, and uh, what's your, do you have any tattoos? Ooh, okay. I will do all of that. I'm going to leave you hanging on the yes or no on that one. Hi, thanks for having me on. You guys are awesome. Um, I love anyone who's listening to the show. If you have the opportunity to be a guest with these two, like you will have a blast. I'll tell you that already. Um, so I am Steph. I am the owner, founder, creator, creative director, all of the things, uh, head honcho, main woman, whatever you want to say here at Vim. And we are a branding agency. Um, so Vim is, it's a fun play on words. One, uh, Vim was a word that for me was always pretty normal because my elders would say I was full of Vim and vigor. I thought that was a normal word that people knew. Um, and then getting a little older, realizing it's a little dated. Um, but when I was naming my business, I wanted to bring me into it and you'll learn more about why later. Um, but then I also, you know, wanted to make sure that it was explanatory to what we do. So we do visual, intentional, integrated branding, or excuse me, marketing, visual, intentional, integrated marketing. Um, and so it kind of gets confusing. We'll dive into that later, but it's an acronym for what we do. Um, I do live on in the PNW. I am south of Seattle, 
not Seattle. I'm staring at a pig pen right outside of my monitor here. I always like to say that because if you say Seattle, people are painting a totally different picture. No, there's goats, chickens, horses. I'm in the country, folks. Um, and then tattoos, I do not. I do not have any tattoos. No. Clean well, slate here. We have to do the whole intro over again because I totally thought you did and that would have been a great <laughs> We're not good to. So, uh, well, so I like the vim and vigor thing. They always yes. just told me I was full of vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, you yeah. salty dog, you. Uh, well, thanks for being here, Steph. So, so we wanted to talk today a little bit. And, and look, you and I have known each other for a long time. So for anyone who's listening, if we seem like we're a little chummy, it's because we are. Uh, we met doing a show i want to say was it last year early last year 2023 yeah. i think it was we were both speakers at a, a, a at another virtual show and then we started joking around about our kids and immediately clicked and and a big friend since and and i'm I think I being offended your, i i i offended you by saying that you were a bad father basically and oh, then we were dude. best friends since then yeah, we were best friends yeah what's funny is right before this podcast i was literally texting my sister being like i don't know how to parent and she was like you're fine <laughs> um, so I, I'm, it might be, but yeah, so thanks for being here. And so the, the reason I want to talk to you today is, you know, there's a lot of topics that MSPs in general do not get into a lot. And, and that is about their own business. A lot of MSPs, you know, I need to know the latest ways to do PowerShell, or I need to understand how this security tool works, or I need to do this and you do that. And they're missing the, you know, the, the, the lighthearted yep. stuff. Well, the the depth of it, the depth of it from a from a marketing standpoint, but like the what we would consider the lighthearted stuff when it comes around the business side of things, yeah. right? Yeah, like sure, they can balance a checkbook or they know to get an LLC based in Delaware because it protects you better from tax laws. Thanks, Broadcom. Um, but you know, there's a lot that's missing. You know, what should my business card look like? What should my logo look like? What color should I use? What color should I not use? How do I stand out from other MSPs? Because there are, there's 10,000 people in the All Things MSP Facebook group, as we figured out earlier. So like, you know, I guarantee you that the majority of them all have similar colors, similar logos, similar taglines or whatever. Yeah. People need to differentiate themselves. You have done a very good job with that, with the, the clients that you've helped uh, that I see on Instagram. Um, and so, you know, that's why I wanted to bring you on. What, what can these MSPs do to make themselves be more vim? Yeah, I love I turned that. It into a, I turned it into a verb. No, yeah, an adjective. We're doing an adjective. I was gonna just I was gonna roll with you because that's it could be a verb now. I mean, I know I know the noun. The other two I mix up. But yes, it's an acronym for a reason because when you bring visual, intentional, and integration into your marketing, that is what we call a brand. Really, that like that is the premise of why we've turned our name into an acronym. Um, and so why? Why do I need to do that, though? Why is that important? And so that's where we step backwards a little bit. And I always like to share this quote. So I'm the president of Columbia, um, Manu Shafiq. She said several years ago, she said, in the past, jobs were about muscles. Now they're about brains. And in the future, they'll be about heart. Well, we're in the future now. We are fast track. That quote was said in 2017, fast track you know, whatever bad math is, seven years? Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we're now in the future. 
and Vim lives in that future. We live in the heart of business, the business of heart now. And so I know that I tend to lose male-dominated industries, male-dominated audiences when I start talking about heart, but I'm going to tell you the males who stick with me or anyone who stick with me, they're the ones who benefit. So don't tune out just because I'm speaking heart-centric things and I'm talking about emotions in business. Like, trust me, this is where the future of business is going. This is what your consumers and your community actually want from you in order to make buying decisions. And so if you care about why consumers are deciding to purchase from you or your competition, stick with me. So, so yeah, that's the, the whole goal of branding. The whole point, if I were to summarize it, is that you could be doing anything, but you're choosing to do what you're doing. And so why? And how do you bleed that why and that purpose and that depth into what your community and your consumers see before and during making buying decisions with you? So I, I don't know. I kind of went wild there with that, but that's where we're starting it off. No, that's a, it's a great kickoff. I think what's funny is as you're talking about heart, you know, related businesses, I, I, I can't, I have to be remiss to say that Apple added this feature. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, let's see if it works. Look, there's all these hearts. Um, and they're always getting in the way with my phone calls. You have to have a good, you have to have a Mac running Mac OS 14. And I'll teach you how to, I'll teach you guys how to do it later. But if you have, if you're in the car, check out youtube.com slash at all things MSP and see the funniness that's happening. So <laughs> we're trying to get them to work. Oh, Eric got it to work. Yay. All right. Isn't this so, supposed to work too? Yeah. Uh, the lazy. All right, we're getting off. We're getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing, right? Um, every MSP takes care of Office 365 in some way, shape, or form, right? There's not a single MSP that doesn't do Office 365. How does somebody brand that to themselves to differentiate against someone else? Because granted, no. There's the local, there's the local market component, right? Because I, I got to differentiate against other people in the New York market. But like, if you want to grow your MSP, you want to go beyond your local market. So you need to be able to get beyond that that local mentality. So how did how, how do we get to there too using this branding? Yeah. So let me break down why we we say Vim is visual and intentional. Let me break down the two of those because I think they'll help. Because first and foremost, we're speaking a different like when you guys start talking MSP language, it's like. Boom! over my head. Okay. So some of the stuff I'm saying for you guys, like I'm talking about branding, visual, intentional, integrated, and you guys are like, okay, whew, maybe over your head. So let me like pull back a bit. Let me baby step it. So the visuals are like, Justin, you've already touched on this, whether off or on air, I can't recall, but the visuals are the things that most people think a brand really can consists of. Um, and it is definitely a part of it, right? So what do we all know? Logo obviously a huge part of your brand, your colors, your fonts, things that people don't think about that are important though, your photography, your videography, what you wear, how you show up, what's behind you. So really it's anything that you can see, right? And when we talk about what you can see, also when we have messaging and words, just like words on a book, when we open those pages and we start reading about Emily who lives on the farm, who you know grew up with Swedish parents, do we not start picturing Emily? 
right? Does she not maybe have blonde or red hair? I never told you that, but you pictured something like that. And so the visual component of your brand is activating the part of the brand that we rely on our site to make an emotional connection with. Colors aren't just, oh, I wanna be purple and gold because my favorite college team is the Huskies. Okay, cool, that's awesome if that's what you wanna do. Um, which by the way, go Huskies. Um, it's cool, that's what you wanna do, but I'm here to tell you that there is more intentionality behind why you choose your visuals and how you show up in videography, media, really literally what you're wearing. Um, there's more intentionality that you can bring to the table that helps make an emotional connection and helps build the, again, I'm going too deep, but builds these impressions that anyone in the sales world, right? What are we always trying to do? Get those five to seven impressions so that it can turn to a sale. Well, nowadays, those impressions are really more like we need 20 to 25 they're saying somewhere in that range, we're needing to make these impressions on our community, our leads, before they make a decision to buy from us. And so with those visuals, I'm backwards. <laughs> this is this is weird, by the way. Anyone watching YouTube, my, my pointing's all off today. But those visuals, um, they help lead up to those multitude of impressions that we need. So if you are putting out, let's just say your social strategy, I'm gonna tell you this is not the best social strategy, but let's say your social media strategy is to put out a fun quote every day. Okay, that's cool. But let's say every other day you decide to do a different background and a different font because you just want it to look cool. Now, every time somebody sees this, this quote on your social media, do they have any idea that it's you? only until they spend the extra seconds, which we know we only have milliseconds of attention with our community, only if they spend, and keyword if, they spend the time to go say, oh, who put that quote out? So if you are being smart about your visuals and being consistent and cohesive and building up that every time they see you know, red, white, and blue, they think, whomever, Eric, look at your background, right? Every time they see like neon reds and blues and they're thinking, oh, that looks like Eric. Oh, yep, that's Eric, right? It's valid. And the more and more they see it, they don't even have to question who it is. They just know. How many times, you guys, how many times have you watched a commercial and before the commercial even like said the name of the company, just from the music, the people, the videography, um, the fonts that's coming up and everything, did you know who it was? Have you guys experienced that? All the time. Yeah. One I'm, of thinking about the I'm thinking about the M&M. It's been stuck in my head for the M&M Christmas commercial that they've been using for years. But like, as soon as you see that like dated, because they've been using the same one since the 90s. Like as soon as you see that four by three image on a nice TV, that like dated image and you just see the Christmas, I'm like, oh, it's the M&M commercial. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and that's or smart. They the Corona commercial. Oh yeah, the Felice, the the Christmas one for Corona. That's yep. always a good one. Yeah, uh, you know who does a really phenomenal job, um, and these are you know more mass appeal industries and mass appeal businesses. But uh, McDonald's and Walmart, phenomenal yeah. job. Um, a Walmart commercial, you will not see their Walmart logo, and now they've even dropped the Walmart, and they're just doing that like blue and blue and yellow starburst kind of like thing. Um, they're 
they'll be showing things on the screen, everyday things. Walmart will be everyday things like a tide. Tide will be in the background, right? And they'll be doing the laundry and they'll reach and they'll realize it's empty. And then they'll just have a blue bubble pop up on the screen and it'll say order more. And what's amazingly beautiful, and for someone like Walmart, they're like, duh, of course we're going to do that. But for everyone else to take and emulate the power of what they did is that button on the screen and the plus sign that's on the right to it is literally the exact button and font and spacing and radius of the button circle. I mean, I'm geeking out here, but it is exactly the same as what you experience when you go to Walmart's website. And that is the power of building up those visual experiences um, to help build up those impressions. Um, So again, went pretty deep, but on those visuals, I want to tell you, it's so much more than just your logo. Um, So let me pause before I go into intentional. Anything from you two? (laughs) Well, thanks for hosting the podcast stuff. It was really good. Uh, (laughs) One of the things that, one of the things I was thinking about, you know, my wife is in marketing and, and, and maybe about a year ago after we've done all the acquisitions we did, we sat down and I, I forced her to do this, but I made her make us the master brand guideline. Mm-hmm. Right. And in our guideline, it has the fonts we use and it has our main font and our sub font and our type font. And then even an alternative font. So the way everything is used in those same things. Our logos are in there with exactly the spacing and, and, and things like that what our voice is, right? There's another piece of branding that you didn't really talk about, but like your, the, the, the voice of what you want to put out, the language you want to use, right? Are you going to be trying to talk to more CTOs and be more technically minded and technically voiced? Or are you trying to talk to more CEOs who may not understand the technology and you want to talk in their language, right? So there's a lot of that. Um, and, you know, I think any company even a one person shop should have something similar to this because you have the, this is your guide, your guide work, your guide, for, your, your guide work, uh, your guide to work. <laughs> yeah. Your Bible, your bot, your, your graphics Bible, your, your branding Bible mm-hmm. to be able to produce new things. Like if you're like, I'm going to change, I want to, I have business cards, right? We have business cards with the virtual logo on it and our tagline. Well, I want to get new business cards for people um, but we don't want to change up the entire brand. Okay, well, how can the new business card design work with our existing components that we don't want to change? Because we don't want to ch- we're not changing our logo. Right. So like we have to follow those rules. And so having the guidelines has really allowed us to like produce new pieces. And I think that's also yeah. I, I think it's beneficial for me. And I know that's one of the big things that you do for a lot of clients. Um, yeah. Because I think it's really I'm- important for people to have that. Yeah. And I just, for anyone watch on YouTube, you just saw me reach over. I have just this, like, I don't think it'll show on screen. I just have this little clipboard that hangs off my monitor and it's, it's the most amazing $3.99 you'll ever spend, by the way, $3.99. Bye now. Amazon, put it on the links. It's amazing. Um, but so what I have here are, are these tear out sheets that I do for our clients. And so our clients, um, we have, these tear out sheets that have the key visual components. And I'm going to get, Oh yeah, let's figure out where our camera is. Um, the key visual components. So the different variations of our logo, the colors that we have solidified with the different color codes. I have some even handwriting on here because we um, evolved and realized, okay, we want to use these certain colors in certain places. Right. And then of course our fonts, 
right? Secondary header, paragraph, subparagraph, all of those things. So I have these for several of my, any of the clients that I work on actively, and I encourage them after we've solidified their brand Bible, because we actually print a hard copy of these brand Bibles. Um, and I don't regularly call them that, but it makes sense, right? Um, there's literally like seven or eight of these cut out pages that I tell you, take it out, cut it out. As soon as you get this book, I want you to cut that page out. And it feels crazy to cut a page out of this beautiful book we just did. But it's so powerful to your point, Justin, is that we need to have those not only to say this is how we solidified our guidelines to, but to have them top of mind. So pin it on your corkboard, put it in your drawer, the right hand drawer that you get in every day where your stapler, all the key things you need are put this tear out page in there or whatever you have, right? Listeners, whatever you do have. And if you don't spend some time, don't even recreate the wheel. Just take what you have and make a one sheet in Word, whatever, yeah, Publisher, yeah. Canva, I don't care. Get all of those visual components, wherever my view is, but those visual components solidified on one piece of paper and start there. And I'm just really quickly, before we dive into the intention, which you alluded to a minute ago, Justin, um, Forbes said that businesses who are consistent and cohesive across all of their marketing right? So we're just talking visuals here. Businesses who are consistent and cohesive can expect a 23% increase in their overall revenue. Yeah, huge. And, huge. and I, I wanted to mention something because you brought up Canva, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Canva has a brand guide built into it. Mm -hmm. And so if you are using Canva for your MSP, which I know a lot are, because it's one of the very cheapest and easiest ways to do some of this content, you can build your color palette, your fonts, your logo, all of that stuff into Canva, which I actually, I, I well, I've had it in there for a while, but now it's actually more useful because I've now brought somebody on to do some social media stuff for all things MSP in the background. And I didn't have to spend any time sharing that with them. I just gave them access to Canva and now they have yeah. all of it. Yeah. Absolutely. And the thing that can kind of, the caveat to that, right? The thing that can go from like, that is beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. Is when then they're like, okay, well, my website isn't built in Canva though. So then all their marketing that they've done in Canva is beautifully yep. consistent, right? These email images that they're putting into their email marketing is beautifully consistent. And what are we doing with marketing? It's trying, we're trying to push everyone to our hub. And what is our hub? Either our storefront or our website. So we've done all this beautiful, consistent work in Canva. And again, playing devil's advocate here, Eric's yeah, spot yeah. on with what you're sharing. But then we go over to our website and it's like, wait, did I, did I click the right link? You know, you confuse, you may confuse your consumers a little because you're like, this doesn't feel the same as what I've been experiencing. And that's a great point. Your brand Bible, your branding guide should not just exist in Canva because here you're limited in Canva by, by what yep. Canva lets you do. Your branding guide needs to evolve more than that and include more than that. And like Justin said, with voice, like... Mm -hmm. Canva doesn't care about voice, but it needs to be part of your branding guide if that voice is critical to your brand consistency. And voice is, and that's what leads us into the intention. So 
visuals, everything we see, vision, intention is that heart piece. And so everything that we create, we start with vision, right? One, it, it fits my acronym well, okay, right? So we're gonna go with it. But we do, as humans, we eat with our eyes. We judge books by the cover. We're told not to, we're literally told not to, and we still do. And even if, and I'm not, not to get political here, but even if people are like, ooh, I don't see color, I'm sorry to tell you, your brain sure does, and your brain sure tells you what you see. And so while I, I appreciate the sentiment, our job, our brain's job with what we see is to make immediate judgments on it. Is it safe? Do we like it? Do we want to learn more about it? Do we want to run away from it? Do we want to put it in our mouth? All of those things are happening. And so when it comes to your brand and your visuals, we want to be intentional about why we select those. And so to dive into the intentional part of your brand, that's where we get into this heart-centric deep part. Uh, and so intentions is you could be doing anything else in the world and you all are choosing to do what you do today. You are all in this world. You are all serving clients in a similar way with similar things, but the way you do it is different than everyone else. Jumping on a call with Eric for a consult versus jumping on a call with Justin for a consult is gonna be a totally different experience, well, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. All right, I just wanted to, oh, no, keep too, going, sir. No, I've been too quiet this entire time, and then I just took that one on the chin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, there's a, uh, whatever, all the MSPs that are listening do very similar things, like what you're saying, and how they do it is different. Exactly. Despite the fact that, and I'm going to speak for them here, they think that they're not doing it differently because an Office 365 tenant is an Office 365 tenant is an Office 365 tenant. But, <clears throat> If you, the listener, think about how you got to the knowledge that you have today about 365, right? You know where the buttons are because you've learned them in one way, but someone else learned where the buttons are because they learned it in a different way. Whilst the result might be the same, the path is different. And that's, I think, a big part of this as well, right? Because <clears throat> your history will define your current way of being able to talk about things. So going back to what Seth's saying here, yes. where if you jump on a call with Eric versus me, it's not that it's not that you're going to call with me and I'm going to be loud and boisterous because I'm loud and boisterous. It's because my history defines that, right? I'm from New York. I've learned in certain ways. I've done certain things. Eric, originally from Orlando, now lives in a very relaxing North Carolina. Like it's a different it's a different vibe, it's a different way of doing things, and his experiences, you know, are completely different than mine. Therefore, we'll net a different result in our call. Yeah. And like, to your point, the end result of what you will get is going to be 365 support. And it's going to be phenomenal because you wouldn't be here if you didn't have the skills and the talent to, to provide in that way. But as um, consumer behavior, we now have the option to at the touch, and I, I usually have my phone, but it's plugged in. So at the touch of a button, just with our one finger, we can pick anyone we want to serve to serve in this way, right? To serve our MSP needs. And so 
just like in the past when we needed shoes, what did we do 50, 60 years ago? We would go to the local shoe store, right? We needed pharmacy. We go to the corner market, right? We'd, we would go to the places that were local because that's what we had. But now we have, this is why, think back to that quote, in the past jobs were about muscles and the, now they're about brains. In the future, they're about heart. So we are beyond the, the, oh, well, I can only drive this far to get the shoes at the one shoe store, so that's all I can do. Now we can cut the click of a button, let our heart lead us to where we wanna shop. So we're gonna be looking for the MSP provider who is in alignment with us and what we believe, how we want to be talked to, how, what what sort of other elements we enjoy. You know, if Justin's loud and boisterous nature offends me or bothers me or is too much, which clearly I'm fine with it, but if it's too much, I'm going to be like, you know, he seemed knowledgeable, that was fine and all, but maybe I'm going to check with someone else and then land with Eric and be like, okay. I feel really good. I was so confused at first. Justin talked fast, but now I'm like, right? And I'm not saying one's good, one's one's not good and one's better, right? It's all about explaining. So let's let's lean into this example. Okay. If we're gonna go with Justin is loud and boisterous, Eric is calm and cool. I gotta go. I'm uh, this is <laughs> you said it. I'm going with you. So if I'm being marketed to by Justin and his marketing is really loud and he shows up and on these reels and he's screaming at me like, you need this for your MSP, right? And I'm like, yes, oh my gosh, he gets it. Like I've been thinking that, but no one else is saying that. You're gonna be naturally more drawn to that energy, to that voice, to the intention, to the personality of the brand. Again, that intentionality of the brand. But if I see that same video and I'm like, whoo, that guy's a lot. And I go scroll past real quick and I land on Eric, who's like, let me educate you on exactly what 365's newest feature entails. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm into this, right? Look at everything about even me gets to change a little bit. The tone of my voice, the softness of voice, the cadence of my voice. When I'm Eric versus when I'm being Justin, that all changes. And that is part of your brand. I love that Justin's so offended by this. <laughs> You're not catching this. Go to youtube.com slash at all things MSP and see the faces I'm currently making at my friend Steph. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> I know. But so intentionality is so much messaging, voice. It's what we believe, why we do what we do, how we do it, what it is we do. Right. And I know that that sounds silly. A lot of times people are like, well, of course I know what I do, but they can't clarity. Like there's no clarity behind what it is they do, how you shop with me, what you can purchase with me. And so the what is often one of the hardest things for entrepreneurs because they don't know, they forget that people don't know what they know. And so when it's like, yeah, I do, I do things with MSP providers. Like that's what I do. Oh, okay. So what does that look I mean, like? It's funny because it's a big one for MSPs because. I always think that MSP is an industry term. Like if, if you if you had a client, a client's not calling around going, I'm looking for a new MSP, right? MSP is an industry term that we coined ourselves and call ourselves that. I remember I had a client one time who called me and I said, you know, they were like, they literally did use the word MSP to me. And I was like, how do you even know what that is? And I was like, we're not a traditional MSP. We do max, we do this, we we do more, we're, we're more handholdy, more white glove. And they were like, oh, so you're not an MSP? And I'm like, I don't think you know what an MSP is. Like, you have heard this term. And so a lot of people who are in our, in our industry 
tend to use MSP with clients. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to stop because I think that's as part of a intentional move here, your clients don't know what the hell you're talking about. And so yeah. like, that's gotta be part of your voice. You could, you could maybe have clients who do understand what, what you're talking about, but they have to be of a certain caliber or certain level of technical expertise. Maybe you only work with, uh, you, you become secondary to internal IT and they obviously know what an MSP is because they probably all work for one. You right. know what I mean? As opposed that to small cousin. That would be a very intentional decision within your brand to utilize a term that you know is excluding people who don't know the term. Yeah. That's yeah, very yeah, intentional. Yeah. If you do that, you know that I'm excluding this whole audience because I'm consciously doing that because I want to attract people who know what this term means. We're just using this as an example. That might not be a good strategy. But if you're like, no, I want to attract people who have either previously had MSPs or who are in the IT, like, again, this is all over my head a little, but I think you get what I'm saying. You can be, uh, let's use one that everyone can understand, right? Politics. If you want to lean so hard one direction or the other, because that that matters to your business, it matters to you personally, whatever the reasoning is, you will very well cut out an entire half of the population and we're going with half these days because that's where we're at in our world but you'll cut out like half the population but that's by design and that's intentional now if you don't want to cut out half the half the population by being strong and verbal and verbose with your political beliefs i'm not saying you can't but you have to recognize that that's going to do that and so it's an intentional piece of your brand is to recognize um what I call brand language. It's your own brand language, just like Spanish and English is different. When you talk to Vim, you're going to hear me say enthusiastic. You're going to hear me say heart-centric. You're going to hear me say things over and over and over again, not because I am not good with words and I don't know what a thesaurus is, but I'm intentional about reinforcing these things for my brand because they're part of my brand language. Um, and so again, we, we spent a lot of time on the difference between the visual and the intentional, but I hope that kind of makes sense. Kind of wraps yeah. it up a little, or not wraps it up, no, but you know what I mean. It, well, I mean, it does wrap it up, but yes, it does make sense. And I think this is a good start for people who own MSPs to like think about their brand and think about what they're doing. Because again, so many people are trying to do this, the, looking like they're doing the same thing and they're not. And mm-hmm. I think people need to be a little bit more intentional about that. Um, and there's power in not doing the same thing as everyone else. I think we think sure. that there's not, but there actually is. And that power, it's so powerful that we were, we're almost scared of it. And that's where I say a lot of the times, the power of branding. Um, if you're not tapping into it, that's, you know, talk to a specialist. Google them. <laughs> like you. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a great place for for people to end because – they need to talk to a specialist like you, Steph. Where can people find you online? Yeah. So if you want to get a hold of Vim, you go to getvim.com. Make sure you have Vim with two eyes for intentional and integrated. Um, and then also, it turns out I'm human. So um, I show up as a human on Instagram a lot, Facebook a lot. I am on LinkedIn, but I'll be honest, like, give me a week to respond kind of thing on LinkedIn. But I'm Steph Hilfer. Um, so um, I'm very much immersed in my company. I have an amazing, beautiful team who helps all the things run. But I am super present in this 
business. And so you can get a hold of me personally at GetVim on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at GetVim.com. Awesome. Uh, Eric, any last words about branding for the ATMSP audience? Well, obviously it's important. And there's a lot of science behind this, as Steph has alluded to throughout today's podcast. And one thing that uh, actually Steph and I have talked, and, and I forgot to talk to you about it, Justin. Um, Steph has actually volunteered to do a webinar for the All Things MSP nice. audience so that we can actually dive deeper into some of this and do some practical examples and actual tools that you can use to bring that, especially it's the heart-centric, which is kind of the intention piece to it, uh, which, you know, I'm sorry, guys, a lot of us tech nerds, we just don't do the heart-centric thing. But in order to be intentional in our business, we need to. Yep. I do yeah, love finding out things like this at the end of the 30-minute recordings. It's awesome. Uh, well, my internet's going out, so that tells me that it's time to end the show. Uh, thanks, Steph, for being here. Uh, follow us, facebook.com slash groups slash allthingsmsp, youtube.com slash at allthingsmsp. Uh, I'm still drinking liquid death, hashtag not a sponsor. And until next time, that's Eric. I'm Justin. Bye! Do you have files or email to move from one platform to another? Or maybe you're doing a digital transformation from on-premise servers to the cloud. Check out MoveBot, one of our premier sponsors here at All Things MSP. Moving files and email during a transition, onboarding, or upgrade can be time-consuming, tedious, and be derailed by surprises and risks. Reduce your technician workload and increase migration reliability with MoveBot. Check out MoveBot using our special link, which you can find in the description of this post, or just go directly to atmsp.link forward slash MoveBot. My video was so shitty, I kept making referring to myself as 8-bit, and I kept saying in the episode, this will never make it to YouTube, and Eric uploaded it anyway, so. <laughs> well, and we can try it with Restream, because if we do that, it'll tell us whether or not it's a camp problem, and we already have Restream. Okay, yeah, let's do that for next time. Yeah, after you've done the great stuff, then figure it out. From your host, Justin Escar, and myself, thank you for listening to the All Things MSP podcast. Join the All Things MSP Facebook group or follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. The All Things MSP podcast is a BizPow LLC production. And even though we drink a lot of it, this podcast is still not sponsored by Liquid Death.